uh, good morning, young, uh, bright, and inquisitive minds of Livingstone College. Uh, this is your dental students, Herbie Mack, no relation to the late, great Bernie Mack. <laughs> uh, it has been brought to my attention uh, that there's a few announcements I need to lift up today, so I'm going to do that. Uh, first and foremost, uh, all students, the botany department has brought it to my attention uh, that a lot of uh, underclassmen are attempting to buy loud from them. Uh, I do want to lift up that we do not grow those types of herbs on campus, okay? Um, and additionally, uh, 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 the English department has asked that all students stop using the word finna in their term papers. Uh, yeah, African-American vernacular English ain't accepted in the classroom, all right? Uh, these have been your morning announcements. Uh, you are now tuned in to the college drop out. And two and three and four and get them sit-ups right in Tuck your tummy tight and do your crutches like this Give head, stop, breathe, get up, check your weave Don't drop the burner, disrespect the weed Pick up your center, disrespect your seat It's a party tonight and oh she's so excited Tell me who's invited, you, your friends and my dick What's scary to me, any make girls look like Halle Berry to me So excuse me miss I forgot your name. Thank you, God bless you. Good night. I came. I came. I came. It's been a week without me, and she feel weak without me. She wanna talk it out, but ain't nothing to talk about. Less she talk about freaking out, and maybe we can work it out. Work it out. Mac with a notepad, old enough to be your dad, QPZ in the book bag, dropped out and came back, watched AF like an old Maytag, steady checking these price tags, cause I still gotta pay these student loans back. And this your girl AMK with mad skills to pay the bills, dropping gems, dropping change, dropping the kids off the school, and most importantly, dropping it like it's hot. <laughs> man, you listening to the college dropouts, man. We're live and direct from 1071 WLJZ, man. How you feeling, Am? I'm feeling pretty good today, you know. It's Friday, you feel me? Good Friday. I'm in a good mood. Classes went well, you know. I feel you, man. You out here with your colors and all that shiny, you know what I'm saying? I got to rep my set. (laughs) Shout out to Blue and White. You know what I'm saying? So it's a real good day, man. I dig it. I dig it. And it's it's February, bro. It's Black History. Yes, Black History Month. You got a kind of built-in glow during the second month of the year. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's just been personified by this movie that's coming out next week, man. It's it's like black excellence incarnate. You know what I mean, man? Black Panther is coming to theaters on the 16th. Man, I know you've seen all the hype around this. Of course. I mean, first of all, I'm a nerd, so I love, like, the Marvel Universe. I'm with all of it, like, and now... That the Black Panther is coming out, it's just, it's extra lit. Like, you know what? And what I actually, all right, and this is a tangent, it's a rant, it's a rave, Uh I always go on, but everybody want to be a nerd now. It's cool to be a geek, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we was kids, bro, they was trying to bully us, right? Clowning, clowning. You know know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) I used to bring comic books to school, bro, and they, 
What are you doing reading comics, man? Shut up, man. Because, see, now everybody wants to go see this movie, and it's cool to, you know what I'm saying, collect collector's items and have comics and stuff. Uh, Rant over. But, um, yeah, man, so I'm super looking forward to this movie. Like, you, s- we're seeing so much around it. The They just released the uh, the purple carpet photos. Um, Actually, they just did the UK one. Did you see that? I didn't. Bro, I didn't. Just last night, they had the uh, the UK premiere, man, and everybody came out. It wasn't as grandiose as the American one, of course. Yeah, you know. You know how we, we do it over here. Everything big. Right. You know what I'm saying? A our little burgers extra. big, our guns big, <laughs> our butts big. You know what I mean? We do it all like that. Extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So it, it was it was absolutely fantastic, man. Seeing all those like really, you see traditional African looks kind of paired with more, you know, say Americanized, more modern looks and different things like that, man. And it's just really wild seeing black people from all over the world just like coming together over this movie, G. Yeah, it's 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 super dope, like for real. But I just I just wanna say this one thing about the purple carpet premiere that they did. What you gotta say, yeah. My girl, Janelle Monet, uh, was giving me so bro. much life. Oh my god, yo. So, so much life. I got such a thing for her, bro. You know what I'm saying? The arch android, man. You know what I'm saying? Like she's so uh, she's fine in every way, bro. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I would just lick her brain, my dog. Like, I would. Okay, shoot your shot 2018 yeah, in full of face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I feel like my old lady would be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if it's Janelle Monet, bro, like, I feel like we could all get into that, man. Oh. Like, man, you know how amazing that would be? Just, oh my God, my girlfriend, Janelle. Okay, okay, okay. We we not about to indulge you in your little my fantasies. Your fantasies right now. Like <laughs> hey, we not doing it today. Not See, today. Bro, this is how I know I should have been on Ritalin back in the nineties. Oh know what I'm wow! I've, I've certainly got ADHD. I'm all over the place. Uh, but you know, what I'm saying back to Black Panther, man. It, this is the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful displays of blackness I've ever seen, bro. And I haven't even seen the actual movie yet. Yeah, but I mean, did you see the people that actually went to the premiere and the stuff they were saying about the movie, like those little drops? People was like, yo, y'all gonna want to see it over and over. And I hope that that's the case. Like, even if it's terrible, I'm still gonna say that it was the best movie I've ever (laughs) seen. Hey, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. This movie could be like, oh my God, it it could get, well, it's already got like 100 on, on. Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Oh, word? Yeah, That's big. They, they're giving it crazy, you know, numbers. But if it got, like, a 30, I'm not gonna lie to you, I would still lie through my teeth and say it was the most beautiful cinematograph... Cinematograph... Wow, bro. I can't get it out, bro. Um, Piece of cinema. Piece of film. <laughs> Let's just do it like that. That I've ever seen, bro. <laughs> like, I feel like I was saying cinnamon toast right there because I couldn't even get the actual word out. I don't um, know what you were saying. Bro, uh, I knew on the inside. But, yeah, man, it was such a beautiful thing. Like, so I would definitely lie just because of how black people are coming together. I lied through my teeth. Yeah. If it's bad, you know, I'm going to be devastated. I'm going to cry in the car. But, like, you know, I ain't going to let nobody see that. Like, <laughs> But you, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I really think it's going to be amazing, though. I yeah. really do. Like, yeah. Ryan Cooler is a fantastic director, man. He what is. he did with Creed, what he did with Fruitvale Station, yeah. you know what I'm saying, has been amazing. 
Um, the the costuming crew is crazy. I mean, just seeing, uh, you know, they release like little clips here and there and you just see all the costumes and, and how like they're really pulling from African heritage, but like adding all these new flares and like just the way the clothes are cut and all that stuff is amazing. And then the action portion, you know what I'm saying? Like Black Panther's actual suit is hard AF. Yeah, it's super dope. Like, super dope. I, I don't, he's probably got one of the best like costumes in the Marvel Universe right now. Um, so yeah, man. Big ups to Black Panther, G. Big up. Um, and also for Black Excellence, just because that kind of comes hand in hand with that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Power to the people. It, it is. It's, it's all for the people. Um, going forward, oh, that's right, that's right, this shy is next, um, so, I'm gonna let you do this, uh, you know what I'm saying, because this is a shy, I feel like you're more hip to the shy than I am, like, you, yeah. I, I started watching it, but like you really yeah I don't, I've this. seen every episode yeah you've been on this since it came yeah, on yeah true 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 so <clears throat> if y'all are not hip to the shy it comes on what is it Showtime yep. you know everybody ain't got that high quality good cable and get all the channels but you know luckily hey, I where I live Hey, do what you gotta do. But luckily, where I stay, you know, we got all the channels, so I tune in every Sunday. I want to say it comes on like ten o'clock, nine o'clock, something like that, on Showtime. So, first and foremost, uh, the show is basically about black people, the culture now with the police and like all the murder and stuff that's happening, just the senseless violence that's going on in the community. And the focus is basically around that and it gives you all the different perspectives. Like, you know, you got the drug dealing dude, you got the dude that live in the hood but is trying to make a way. You got the young kids, you see them in school, you know, flirting with the little girls in the hallway and see, stuff. that's one of my favorite parts of this show, though, because it's got, like, real diversity, like, character diversity. Yeah. You see, like, these people, they from the same neighborhood. They live, they all live, like, within two blocks of each other. But you see all these different personalities, and you know what I'm saying, the way that they... Uh, react to stuff and all that and like you don't see that a lot of times in shows like this you know? right especially because it's a drama like it's it's comedic it's got awesome comedic points but it's you know it's a drama and i think they don't let black people be really diverse in dramas you know what I'm saying a lot of times it's either you, you kind of got these archetypes and you gotta right. fit into those yeah modes of what those characters are you know yeah and it is it's definitely definitely uh a authentic vibe to it like the characters you feel you could like easily say i know a dude just like that like old buddy with the baby mama drama and stuff it, uh, <laughs> like you can list off so many dudes with that type of drama in their life still living at home with moms and stuff yeah, like still just trying to work so, everything out yeah bro so for those of you who have not seen this show bro jacob Lattimore, that that's his name right yeah yeah, yeah. um he plays this we on the radio. He plays an F boy, right? <laughs> Essentially, like, yeah, pretty bro, much. Pretty he got much. Like four kids, G. Like eight, and 
Yeah, man. And he lives with his mama, and he got this girlfriend, bro, that uh, I don't want to give too much away, bro. But he's trifling. He's trifling. And the, the one thing he cares the most about in his life is his Jordan collection. Bro. Them shoes. Like, <laughs> Drop a whole check on some shoes, fam. What you yeah, doing? Like, what, what you doing? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not paying no child support, but uh, you buying the new J's, G. Um, yeah, man. So you have, like, pieces like that that are in the show that, like, make it hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Like, watching those interactions. But, like, because that's so real. Like, it that's is. Au- that's very authentic. Like, we all know people just like that. Like... Um, True, but enough about the guys. I want to talk about the women that are on the show. So the very first chick that really stood out to me is there's a guy on the show. He's a chef. Well, he works at a restaurant, and he's working his way up to be a chef. And his girlfriend, like, they live together. You can kind of get the vibe. They've been together for a while, like, been through some things together. Like, they really know each other. And she's, like, that motivating voice to him like you know don't get caught up in all this hood stuff like I know what you about like I feel like every man needs a woman like that in his life that really keep him focused and on track like she can tell when something ain't right and he be trying to lie and hide it and she just like nah like just tell me what's up like they have a real a a real relationship like it's open honest and she really, she she don't be playing with him like. No, she don't, bro. And like that's that is absolutely the best thing about that whole relationship. Like the way that they uh, show that relationship, because yeah, you're right. It's it's super real. Like you know what I'm saying. They you can definitely tell that they be like through some of their interactions. You can tell they beef. You know what I'm saying. Like yeah. they have little beefs, but they're so supportive of each other. You know what I'm saying. And she's super supportive of him as he goes through a lot of different things, you know what I'm saying, throughout the show's plot. And you see, man, he's at different points, and she's always super supportive, you know, like. And, yeah. um, you know, he he has to, I think, learn to be a little bit different after his life has changed, you know what I'm saying, by some of these things. Like, he has to learn to interact with her differently. You yeah. Know? He has to, like, really learn to open himself up because – you know, he has been, um, in a lot of ways, you know, like, he's just been working to provide. You know, he's going for his dreams, and he's doing all that stuff. Uh, and he has to kind of reanalyze how their relationship works a little bit. And I think that's an interesting thing to watch as the story progresses, too. Yeah, true. And to kind of <coughs> piggyback off what you were saying about, you know, him having to provide, when you get into the role of his mother, and you just kind of see how she talks to him and how she treats him. He just like, it's so, I don't even know. I just, mothers get like that, like halo around their head. Like they can't do no wrong. And like, they should just, they're like, they're the most perfect parent, but. Some of them is like precious mama. Oh, well, she ain't that bad, but (laughs) I get what you saying. Look, yeah, look, ain't nobody that bad, man. Hey, Monique, we love you, but we not boycotting Netflix. Um, oh. But, <laughs> uh, gee, like, I just don't understand how she treat him like that, man, because he's a good dude. Like, But see, you know, a lot of times what it probably is in situations like that is the mom really don't mess with the dad like whoever his dad was, and he might look just like him, right. so she mad at him, like, 
overdue. And it's just like, yo, yeah. don't take that out on your kid, bro. They don't have nothing to do with him. Nothing to do, bro. It don't get no pettier than that, bro. I'll, I'll, nigga, I'm going to treat you wrong just because your daddy wasn't. That's right. That's so like terrible. Him. It's not funny. Mm, I can just funny. imagine him smoking them new ports on the front porch. Mm. I, I can't do it, y'all. I just don't understand how somebody treated the kid bad like that just because of how they look. Man, but anyway, it happens man. every day. Every day it happens. Uh, but so overall, man, the shot is like that's one show. Um, I think should definitely be on everybody's radar. Yeah, it's right. it's definitely a must a must watch. You know what I'm saying? You and must it, watch about, it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we, we we both out here in your K talk today, G. <laughs> <laughs> just tripping over our own songs. Hopefully, you know, yeah. he'll, he'll edit that out, though. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? He'll, he'll hook it up for us, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, get that in, in post-production. Um, but, nah, man. And then, of course, it's set in Chicago, bro, which, you know what I'm saying, I, I had the opportunity to live there for seven years, G, and it's always been, like, real close to my heart. So seeing the stories of the people there really told is super important to me because, you know what I'm saying, a lot of times they just get turned into, you know what I'm saying, Chicago, like Chicago, it's the yeah. poster boy for for poster city for gun violence. You know, like yeah, even Brown was in class this morning, and we were talking about like urban neighborhoods where you know it's difficult, and it's folks there like that are in my class that are from like Detroit and so like that are from cities, bro, and they just yelling out Chicago, Chicago, like. Bro, when did Chicago just become like the number one city where everybody? Just, well, I mean, it might be. I mean, well, of course, statistics and stuff. But you know, with yeah. the drill music and stuff, it don't make it no better. I mean, like, that, you know what? That's probably when it happened. That's like when drill got big, man. It it kind of changed the way that everyone else looked at Chicago. So uh, that's that's fair enough. That's yeah. Yeah, and we gon' moving to the next topic from there y'all check out the shy it comes on showtime if you gotta you know finesse, finesse. it and try to find it on some website or something like that do that but definitely watch it y'all please Absolutely, it's a great show and directed by lena waith bro a black queer director writer she's amazing peep that um and then <laughs> man Quincy Jones. Oh Lord. Quincy Jones. We definitely gotta put a drop. Oh. Right there or yeah, something. Yeah. Something crazy right there. Like, look, oh, oh. So he was spilling all the tea. Look, all the tea, honey. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready. I really wasn't ready. Like I'm thinking, you know, it's Quincy Jones. He gonna say something that like be super motivating and like so eloquent and just you know oh. but what he was saying i was quincy like jones yo wait a minute everybody's business you hear me like quincy jones got real messy bro talking quasi bro <laughs> like um so to give y'all just a hint um of some bombs that he dropped <laughs> like <laughs> gee <laughs> Really, just, He's really out, just put it out that um <laughs> that my man Richard Pryor had relations with Marlon Brando, um and his ex-wife. Did you see that? That Richard Pryor's ex-wife confirmed that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I was talking to my sister about it after the fact, and she said it 
I was like, yo. But then after I read the article, people were posting like different stand-up segments from Richard Pryor talking about him yeah. having relations with a transgender man or just a gay man. And it's just Bro, like, you can tell, like he was super open about stuff like that. He was, and then people just laughing because they think, oh, them jokes. But he really was like serious, yeah. apparently. Like, yeah, but you know what? I mean, that that perfectly lines up with his kind of his stand-up bro because he openly talked about his cocaine usage and all of that like, yeah he did like, he, he came out and talked about how he was freebasing and set himself on fire like he laid it all on the stage and he was very candid about it bro that's some of the funniest stuff i've ever seen in my life for real for real um and then uh let's see what else he he said uh um, he was name dropping like crazy <laughs> yo what he said about michael jackson yo <laughs> that nigga's greedy like yo. what uh, yo, Mike is moonwalking mad as hell in his grave right now, yo. Like, just upset, bro, because Quincy basically, you know what I'm saying, said he be stealing. Like, it, it, oh, yeah, he did say that too. Yeah. Oh, oh, what was you talking about? Because he definitely, like, Quincy was, he was dropping bombs for real. Like, oh, uh, oh. Uh, um,. He uh he said the Beatles were some non-playing MFs. Now that was funny. That was absolutely. And hilarious. I I can definitely. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I've never found the Beatles to be like all that great. And I know white people love them. Um, they're considered the greatest band of all time. Uh, but I'm not gonna lie to you. If it comes down to them amigos, I'm taking amigos. I've never listened to the Beatles before. I'm gonna be honest, like so. I've listened, man, and I, I see where, like, it's good music. It's, I mean, but it's not, I don't see how it's withstood the test of time like this and um, just gone on for so long as the greatest band of all time. Um, I just don't agree, man. Uh, let's see, what else What else did my man's Quincy say, bro? Oh, the Kennedy thing. Oh, yeah, where he, he the question was Kennedy. the question was what's something you wish you didn't know and he said who killed Kennedy yeah and they gonna say, they're gonna say but we'll, we'll talk about that later like <laughs> like no nah, you already opened it up yo you can't just drop that like that and then just leave it like I don't I don't, I don't get it bro I don't get it um so that that killed me, man. That really killed me. Uh, Quincy Jones, I didn't realize he was this messy, bro. So of course, after after he started, all right, he made a comment. What was it like? I think two weeks ago, and he said, "I like trap music, and I like Cardi B." It was just like you know some random interview that he did, and so I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." Like I wouldn't expect Quincy Jones to say that, so I went and watched a couple of documentaries. And lo and behold, found out that this man is a whole pimp. And what? That's when, bro. So then that's when it came out that he got 22 girlfriends. What? Bro, you didn't see He all, got it like oh, that? No. Quincy Jones has 22 girlfriends that all know about each other. What? And he got mad kids. So he like the black Hugh Hefner, but like times 10 bro like he kind of is bro like his his life they're definitely gonna make a movie about Quincy Jones they're definitely gonna make I a mean movie. they have to he's a legend his, first of all his, yeah man because I and I realized like Quincy Jones has had like three careers 
he he started out as a jazz musician. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Was killing it out back then, Ray Charles, all that. Then he decided he wanted to get into pop music, so he's got like that whole Michael Jackson era. And then he's got all that stuff post Mike. Like he he's, you know what I'm saying, been over and all the while he's been having sex with women half his age. So I mean <laughs> he winning, bro. True, true, true. You know what I'm saying? So, I guess, can can we count Quincy Jones having 22 girlfriends as black excellence? Um, I wouldn't say all of that. I ain't gonna go that that deep with it. All right. (laughs) I feel like we need to keep a tally for Black History Month of just black excellence in its various forms. Well, that's that. not that's not gonna be a tally mark for me. I'm sorry. No, that, that don't it's go on the list. I mean, he probably got the money to take care of these these people and these kids and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. Just a little bit of that just feels kind of trifling to me. But hey, to each uh, its own. I, no, I do kind of agree. I mean, there is something trifling about being a literally like 84, 84 year old man dating like 30 year olds. Like you know, live your life, have fun, but. Dang, Quincy, like, I didn't know you was doing it like that. (laughs) I didn't know. That's OD. How can you even deal with that many people at one time? Like, I can barely stand dealing with one person. Like, one person is too much. Like, they be going through stuff in their life. You going through stuff. It's just, nah, nah. Then he had to kiss on top of that. Yeah. Nah, bro. That's too that's, much. That's, that's wild. That's way too much. So, I couldn't do that. Um, but shout out to Quincy Jones for being uber messy. We appreciate you uh, because you had Twitter going up. It was marvelous uh, watching that. Um, let's see. What's next? Oh, my God. Speaking of trifling, this damn, I know you saw this Nefertiti bust. I did. Bruh. I did. Bruh. And honestly, my take on it might make some people kind of mad. Mm. Because I just, when I first looked at it, I didn't, like, really have that much beef with it. Because I'm like, you know, I'm a light-skinned woman. I know a lot of other light-skinned women. So I felt like it was under the vein of that, like, I don't think it was necessarily whitewashed because okay. we all come in different shades, okay. like okay. different features. Like I don't have like the big full lips and you so know, my nose is pointy, like, right. but and then I try to like stop myself and think about, okay, well, thinking about the time when she was alive, I mean, what did the Egyptian people look like back then? Because now they are fair skinned right. in some places. So I don't know. So looking at the picture, right? Because I I, I look at you and I, I I know you're a black woman. Right. Did did you get that from Nefertiti? Looking at that picture. It's like I did, but I didn't. Yeah, right. And I think that I think that's really what gets people the most, right? Because I'm looking at the picture and she looks Jewish. Yo, somebody she called like her. Yeah, yeah. So like I think somebody said that was weak. That yeah, was that, funny. That's what she looked like. Like she looked like Barbara Streisand's big sister or something. Like, 
or younger. Yeah. So I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about it? To be honest with you, I feel like it's whitewashing. And I, I, I just think that, like, if they would have made her, because she has black features, like, like the nose is wild. Like that's that very easily could be a black woman's nose. That could be a black woman's lips. Yeah. But just like the way they put the rest of the face together, I feel like they intentionally tried not to make her black. So if maybe she was like a couple shades darker, do you think the response would have been different? Even with the same features, like... Even with the same features, because I think it's the combination of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think... Yeah, because right now she's like, I don't, I don't think it's a, a black woman. But I don't know. That might just be me. Maybe. May, oh, and you know what? You know what it is? She can't see her hair. Because that's always... That's what, I, that's what I look. Yeah. You know? Like, if I can't tell what somebody is... I'll look at the hair. The hair do pretty much kind of tell it all. Like, <laughs> it tells it. Like, you know, so somebody could be real fair skinned with some bright ass eyes, but you see that hair and you know. You're like, oh, okay. Okay. But see, no, like, like I was saying before, I'm light skinned and I've had Hispanic people come up to me speaking Spanish and I'd be like nah bro I've had a man come up to me and say I look Middle Eastern like I get all different kinds of things and I like think about my hair like this was back when I was like natural and you know sometimes you throw a little weave on it or whatever but like I get so many different ethnicities like because I'm light-skinned and I don't like my hair I don't always wear my afro out or whatever. So it's like, yeah. when I switch my hair up, you really can't tell. So I feel you on that, you can't see her hair. So it's extra beef on top of it. Like, what their hair looking like, home girl? What you got up under that? What that kitchen looking like, girl? The kitchen, that's how you know. What's the kitchen looking like? You know what I'm saying? That sounded real creepy, especially with everything that's going on right now. Look, I'm not trying to get caught up in this Me Too campaign. I'm sorry. Look, y'all can't see my face, but I, I'm giving him the eye like. Oh, she, bro, she definitely giving me a meme. What? Like the emoji. Um, But uh, nah, I'm just saying, if you really want to see if a racially ambiguous woman is of the African-American persuasion, you just need to look at the nape of the neck. Was that clean enough and safe enough? I think I'll, I'll, I'll be okay. I'll, we'll let it slide this one time. It's invisible. Right. This, this the last time, though. The first and the last. Sheesh, bro. I'm going to be at your neck. <laughs> That's the last thing I want, you know? Oh, bro. So, all right. Okay, so I guess, I guess Nefertiti, I'm, I'm, after, after talking to you about it, I don't feel so much social media outrage anymore. Um and okay see too i just gotta throw this in real quick a little tiny little piece of me y'all just a little piece really feels like now that sometimes i do feel like black people y'all we be getting mad over stuff and it's just like bruh it's some of this ain't even that deep for you to be 
getting so upset and like Twitter be in like a frenzy over something, you right. just be like, really? Yeah. Well, I'd be like, really? Like, uh, I'm definitely with y'all you trying on. to make this a whole race thing. Like, jeez, right. chill with that it's sometimes. Because it's just like our culture now. Like, it's this social media culture for real, for real. That's exactly what it is. It's annoying a little bit. You no, know, it definitely is. It definitely is because like people, they skip the part where they're like introspective about stuff and they really look at it critically and they just go straight to outrage. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't take the time to have conversations and be like, okay, well, yeah, I don't feel right about it. Like, something about this don't feel right. You know what I'm saying? Something about this feels weird. But like, what? What, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? what is it that's so weird about this? Why am I pissed off about this? You know, and they don't have those conversations and they just automatically get in, you know, get their panties in a bunch, bro, and be ready to go, you know what I'm saying, burn something down. And I'm like, well, you might want to think before you make that hashtag. You know what I mean? Like, because it's not always that serious. Yeah. And, you know, on Twitter, you can get canceled real quick or they hit you with the Twitter do your thing. You know what I mean? Yo, <laughs> or snatching it, black cards. Signal, bro. <laughs> Twitter do your thing, bro. And mugs come out, find your name, address, your high school, what your best friend name was, all that, man. And you canceled off break instantly. Yeah, man. So we're really tough critics. I will say that black people now. Oh, well, I mean, even back then, probably too, back in the day. Yes. This your that's your toughest critic. Like, is another black person. Mm hmm. Cause like it's oh that's not black enough or oh that's too white you talk white like it's just like it's always something mm -hmm. it's like we're never satisfied with nothing like just the little things like bro yeah yeah how do you even have peace in your life and you like on this like wilding and like <laughs> <laughs> so upset and got your panties in a bunch over something so small like bro man because we i ain't gonna lie to you bro black people we got this hypersensitivity man like everything around us is like we we get set off like and i i think some of it there are actually like real reasons behind it there know? are i'm but, not trying but to invalidate I, that no but. but no but i feel you but i i do think that like we have yet to acknowledge that so until we acknowledge that stuff like we gonna keep doing it because we definitely like bro you realize black people we whoop our kids for any and everything like that's just our natural reaction we go off the handles about the smallest stuff like that's why there are these stereotypes about black people going off in stores because we really do that stuff yeah like we we really do act like that sometimes bro um and so we have like a lot of this stuff that's kind of ingrained in us from just experiences that we've had throughout our lives that like makes us hypersensitive so like when we see somebody trying to take advantage of us we go all the way 100 because yeah. it's like you know what I'm saying like we we don't we don't really take that time to like i said like figure out okay why am i upset about this like maybe i should take a measured response to this instead of you know what I'm saying just going 100 miles an hour pissed off that i'm not getting treated fairly like right so like i i i I think that's something that black people have never like really sat down and acknowledged like as a whole. It's just like, yeah, bro, we, we have a reason to be mad about this stuff and we've been made to be hyper. Like we just were always on edge about stuff, but we kind of got to change our mentality a lot of times because it's, it's detrimental to our development. We can't always be living like that. Like, like yeah. you said, bro, do you have any peace in your life? Like, 
you everything you do is just like uh, yeah. Just, yeah any little any little thing a what you, did you what you say about my mama like it's like that it's like that like chill bro perfect example man you be in school man the white kids stuff like that they don't care they don't care but uh, man we get into it bro we get to roasting each other and folks be ready to fight like, so we done went off on a whole <laughs> other tangent uh, just now <laughs> a man. whole tangent Man. But look, I I could talk all day about our people for real. So that's like, because I, I, I'm really fascinated with like why we are the way we are, because there are definitely things that like we all share in common. Like yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff that we just, and it's not even like us. Like if you look at like the modern era, we can't tell why we do that stuff. Like it doesn't actually make sense that we do a lot of stuff that we do. So I feel like a lot, like a lot of our behaviors now, have roots in things that we just never actually dealt with. Yeah, that's true. You know, looking at stuff just on a surface level, you're not even thinking about what, where, where is this really stemming from? Mm. Like Thanksgiving. I'm from Mississippi, so we went home for Thanksgiving break or whatever. And we was sitting around talking to my mom and my aunt, and they was just getting into, like, the family history and stuff and why in certain things in our childhood, it, it felt like, oh, you was doing me wrong. But then when you hear, oh, well, this how my grandma was treated, and this how my great-grandma was treated, and then they treated y'all like this, and it just it's like a trickle-down effect. And it's like just hearing all that stuff really made me stop and think, like, dang what's some of the stuff that i'm doing now exactly. that now that i know this stuff right. now that i know the roots of it i can go back and like and check myself yeah, exactly but if but we don't do that know, as a never, people right and that's the issue you know what i'm saying so it's like we don't even know that we got this trauma like we don't realize it's been done to us ptsd so, man for real for real bro that's man that's why i be taking my medicine three times a day bro like you know and, what I'm and keep doing that. Bro, we don't want you going off you, off the handles. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, man. Legalize. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, we we gotta make sure that we good. And and that's that's a whole other thing, bro. That's a whole other thing. Huh? Here you Did go. Here you go. You ready to have this conversation? Make it quick. Make it quick. Yo, <laughs> yo. All right, I'm I'm gonna make it quick, bro. But we be self medicated. This, like, post-traumatic stress sy syndrome is real. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's very much real, and we got to deal with that. And so I'm just, to all my brothers and sisters out here that self-medicating with all these different substances, I feel you. We out here, man. But try to get some help. Do better. Do better. Okay. Uh, you know, that that was a nice little PSA. You know what I'm saying? I had to get it off my chest, man. Because I, I be thinking about that. Like I said, when I be taking my medicine, I be like, man, what's the rest of my brother and sister out here doing? Is sister in a word? That's a word? No. Okay, you just made that up. Okay, true, true. I've been saying it for the past, like, 10 years. Ain't nobody doing Sisterin. S sisterin. 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 Okay. That's too much. So, 
how we about to uh, end this thing. Was, was that it? Is that our last?